Hey there out there. You are deeply tuned in right now, man, to The Real People Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If it's your first time tuning in to The Real People Pod, welcome. I am so glad to have you on the show. Well, you're not on the show, but you're listening to the show. So welcome to the show. How many times can I say show like that? Show. Show. Show me the money. Um, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're still with me. So look, this episode is going to be a little different than my other ones. It's a special Folks in the City edition, which I decided I'm going to do every few episodes now, which is when I invite one of my local friends who I hang out with here that I do stand-up with, that I write jokes with, to just come on, workshop new material, tell some jokes, make some observations, and just really shoot the shit about anything. Nothing serious, nothing deep or heavy. Just taking a break and relaxing, telling jokes and trying to make each other laugh. So my guest today is my friend Isaac Gartenberg. I'm glad he's here. I think we had a pretty funny conversation. It's not too serious. It's just a joke. (laughs) And I hope it helps you relax, and I hope you enjoy it. Look, my quick 30-second thought this week, Andrew's deep thought is, I don't feel so great as I record this intro, so I'm going to get through it pretty quickly just because I think my voice is a little, like, congested. I don't have COVID-19. Nobody panic. I'm talking to myself, not you. But you can't even get a little sick these days. That's my deep thought. Like I, you can, I've, I haven't coughed in public since February. Like I, when I'm walking down the street, if I have to cough, I hold it in. If I'm at a restaurant, I hold it in. I don't want everybody to turn and look at me and be like, "Is this guy serious?" So yeah, I don't feel great, but I never feel great when the weather goes from 300 degrees to like cold overnight. You know, I always joke around now. I say there's only two seasons now. There used to be four seasons. You might know them. Fall, winter, spring, and summer. Refresher for those that don't know. But now there's only two seasons. Season A, the hottest weather you've ever felt in your life. Season B, the coldest weather you've ever felt in your, wa- in your life. And then in between, a brief intermission where the weather's kind of nice for a few days. So I don't feel so great, but I, like, I'm sure I'm fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't sound great. So I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off the ground. Okay, so as I mentioned, my guest today is Isaac Gartenberg, funny guy, joke writer. I do open mics and stand up with him, and um, I met him at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. He lives in the city, and I want to thank him for being my first guest on the Folks on the City episode, which might become reoccurring guests where we meet and don't do the deep talk thing, don't do the deep interview thing. We just chat about nothing and try to make each other laugh and tell stories. So it was cool of Isaac to be a pilot person on this experiment. And just, you know, for the listener, as you know, I- I'm-, I'm going through this-, this show for the first time. I've done like eight episodes. I'm trying to feel out the direction that it's going to take and what I want to do with it. And I'm-, I'm happy with the way things are going, but I want to keep trying new things. So this is like, what if I just did an episode where I invited someone I think is funny on and we just kind of talked about nothing serious the whole time? Would that be funny? And I think it came out pretty good. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you again to Isaac for being the guinea pig for this type of concept. And yes, while you're listening, you might be saying, are these guys serious or are they joking? Like, I hope they're joking. Just so you know, we're joking. All right. Let's bring on. Let's bring on Isaac. No, but if I when I came to your apartment, it yeah. was an apartment. Now it's a recording studio. <laughs> You thought I was gonna like change the scene? Yeah, I thought it'd be like a different vibe. I don't know. Uh, well, I I set the I dim the lights. That's part of the what I do. That's the vibe. I would put on the lava lamp. That's normally on, but I dropped it on the floor the other day. And you know how like like I, at least people of my generation like that don't really understand lava lamps because we didn't grow up with them. But I I just right. got them later. 
I feel like if there's anything wrong with it, it potentially could burn down the entire building and cause a catastrophe. Like a lot of people get hurt and sick. So it has a crack in it. So I'm scared to light it now. Yeah, I, I think my generation feels the same way. We all align about the lava lamps. Yeah, they get very hot. Right. Um, and it's called a lava lamp. I don't know what that means, but well, there's lava in it. Right. Or some sort of mercury, which is also bad. Like from fish. Well, I don't. I don't. Are there different kinds of mercury? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about science or any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Who cares about that anyway? It doesn't matter anymore. True. So you're uh, single-handedly. You might be saving the real people podcast just by being here. Uh, how's How's that? Because like you know how I haven't put out an episode in two weeks. Yeah, I asked you about that. And you said, "Oh, you haven't put out an episode in two weeks. What's that about?" You know. Right. I was on that, and you could tell me if you get to this point with creative stuff. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Where I was like, I could probably just never do this again. Like, I, I did it. Like, I did eight episodes. <laughs> your, your goal was eight episodes? No, my goal was to make something that people... I don't know if anybody likes it, you know? Uh, I got some positive feedback, you know, with your friends. They're probably lying. Right. That's what I assume. And I also hate myself. <laughs> right. So I go into, like, a self-hatred sort of a behavior pattern where I'm like, you're putting this stupid shit out here, and now everybody thinks you're an idiot. Don't make any more. You would probably think you're an idiot regardless of the content <laughs> you're putting out. It's just Ginsburg being Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I like I like Real People Podcast. Oh, thanks, um, man. So I'm happy I'm happy to save it. Well, you're saving it in the sense where like <laughs> part of it I'm just joking around mainly, like I've gotten good feedback on it and stuff and I wanna keep making them, but it's a grind like finding people to be on it every week. I have guests for you, man. I told you a few <laughs> friends I have that should be on it. <laughs> You're right. Actually, a lot of people I say this to, like, I have had trouble finding people. Everyone's like, I know a million people that <laughs> yeah. everybody says that. See, it's all in my head. It's just me. I'm just making 100%. up excuses for myself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just went through a cycle of depression. <laughs> 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 I guess. But I. Okay. But ultimately, what I wanted to do was, like, do, like, episodes where I just get to just make jokes and hang out. And it not be, like, about, like, people's it, lives. In, in addition. In addition to, to talk. Right. Like, this is Real People Podcast. Right. But I'm not going to just interview you about your career or your or your like, yeah, you know, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't have much. But of you're 20. What are you? 23? I'm 24. 24. Yeah. So you're just a slave anyway. Like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> interview me about that. It's yeah. great. <laughs> about being a slave. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, but I, I just wanted to make episodes where like you my, my comedian friends in New York City could routinely come on. And sometimes we take a break and don't talk about anything of substance. Well, I just you're giving me a lot of credit by calling me a comedian. I think you're a comedian. <laughs> I don't necessarily deserve that. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> I don't know if that's all. This takes. is off to a great start. No, I'm not. Everybody turn it off. <laughs> I, I would be. I saw I, you do stand up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're one of the the people that got me to start doing stand up. Nice. Like one of one of two or three people that told me I should try it. Yeah, and you were great the first time you did it. By the third time you did it. You fucking crushed it. And then the fourth time you did it, everybody was sheltered in place. Well, I, it was more than four times than I did. That I oh, did. really? Maybe oh. you were there four times. Okay. How many times? I was doing it probably <laughs> like stand-up stand-up was probably like two, two and a half months. Yeah. And towards the end, I was going, I don't know, maybe five times a week, four Damn. or five times a week. Damn. Now I think they're doing their shows online. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done an online thing? Hell no. Right? Why not? I... I for, for like the open mics online, I just I'm not going to sit in my apartment and have my roommate watch me like talk to other sad people. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just I and then for like Instagram live, that kind of thing. I think it's a, a little pointless. Like you don't get the audience reaction, which I think is the most important, the part. most important part. Right. Like, unless you're already like a list comedian, like, you know, it's going to hit every time type right. of thing. Like for fucking idiots like us, we need to hear which 
wording is funny, which parts are funny, things like that. So it's yeah, because people don't. I couldn't agree more. Like people don't. Try, <laughs> people aren't gonna like. Oh, there's. I know that guy, Andrew or Isaac. Like I work with him or like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like I know him. Let me like t- look at his Instagram story. That just be me, no audience. Like, yeah. What what's the deal with uh, you know? It's like people are probably like, fuck this guy, dude. Just die, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what you're probably saying about yourself, also. That's why I didn't yeah. do an episode for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, it's a shame that you had you broke into comedy right as uh, entertainment disappeared overnight. But. I know, I know, but. I mean, at least UCB is also gone now. Right. right. At, <laughs> yeah. at least nobody can do yeah. it. <laughs> like the other thing I enjoy doing also doesn't exist anymore. Well, you know, my last guest was my most famous guest uh, was yeah. Joey Price. Joey Price. Who was our teacher. Yeah. What did you think of that interview? Not bad. No, I liked it. I thought it was good. All right. Uh, uh, Joey, if you're listening, yeah. Isaac liked it. He's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah. He probably hung up and was like, this fucking kid. Yeah. I yeah. miss UCB too. I, I, after that conversation, I wrote off like that. That's never coming back. Like improv, you think so? I think it's well. I was the biggest. Like it's coming back. Well, you wanted to. <laughs> I was like telling you said everybody that it's episode, coming back. You wanted I, to go to a park. I still want to pop go. up improv yeah. shows. Yeah, but nobody else wants to. They couldn't get people to come to a theater <laughs> for improv. You think people are gonna show up in a park for this? So you're pro improv canceled forever. No, no, I'm pro not doing it until like, it, in the, there's an indoor space. Yeah, until it's like inside and not like surprise improv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Nobody likes a surprise. I guess su- the cu- calling it surprise improv makes it sound worse than it is. Yeah. I mean, if you say that about anything, oh, it's a surprise concert. It's like, you know. No, but that sounds awesome. No, it doesn't. If I'm in the street, if I'm just standing there in the street and there's a surprise concert of, like, good music. You like it? I would like it. Okay. See, I don't like surprise. I don't like to be surprised by entertainment. Even though I'm advocating for yeah. the theater. Like, like, for example, I was out to dinner the other night in the West Village. With a few of my friends. And you know, I know, have you noticed since the pandemic now when you're out dining in the city that there's a lot of like, it's almost like uh, like New Orleans and stuff where there's people like with drums and saxophones like walking around trying to get yeah. money. I respect the hustle. Don't get me wrong. But that's a surprise concert. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't want like. I'm trying to eat. Like, I don't want to hear, you know, that song. Yeah, I think I think your <laughs> surprise improv idea is the comedic equivalent of that homeless person. <laughs> Damn, man. Nobody likes this idea. I've never been met with such like that is the worst idea I've ever heard from most people. Well, I, I think I think I would personally enjoy that happening to me. Like if I was in a park and there's an improv show just happening, I would go watch. But, right. but that's because I like improv. I think the average person is somewhere between doesn't like and absolutely hates improv. <laughs> like most people don't give a shit about it. So you think uh, <laughs> you took improv 100 through 400 at UCB? I did. Do you think that every person we ever asked to come to one of our improv shows because we had to bring a couple people was like, I really would not want to do this. Like this, I can't believe I'm being asked to do this right now. I think I actually think uh, some people enjoyed it. Um, oh, that's good. That's a positive outlook. But like, not because they wanted to see improv. They wanted to see like, like if I invited my friends, they wanted to see me like fuck up and be an idiot. Oh, okay. okay. They're like rooting they, against you. Yeah, I think they were rooting against me. Okay. I mean, my roommate showed up to a show completely blacked out at like two o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> After brunch, and he I, he didn't remember it, but that might have been a good thing. I'm so fucked up as a guy in his 30s that I became sentimental for what you just – like, I was like, <laughs> I remember that. 
I remember being 24 when, like, I invited a friend to something and he showed up blacked out. What happened to those days? Yeah, I mean, now you probably have two beers and you're done for the night, right? Uh, well, you know, I'm like, I'm not drinking as much right now. Right. Or at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's sober 2020 and through uh, sober 2037 while I cannot figure out my behavioral patterns. So until you reach uh, age of retirement, basically. Well, I, I, I listen, man. The way I feel about drinking now, I guess this is what we'll talk about. The way I feel about drinking now is like I just I drank enough. I've been drinking for 15 years and like I just I don't care anymore. Like, you know, I can't do it anymore. I've, I've, I've done it. It's like you saw that Jordan doc. I didn't, but I know what you're referring to. <laughs> like, he just kept coming back. He kept winning championships. I need to play a season of minor league baseball and just okay. see how I feel afterward. You I'm, gotta... just, I'm just out of no- – I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, and after two beers, not that I'm done, but I'll be hungover for three days. Yeah, I, I just hope that's like a Ginsburg genetic mutation <laughs> or something. Like, I'm not I, – I... <laughs> I don't want that to be my future. Well, why would it be your future? Uh, I don't know, because yeah. I'll be your age one day, probably. Yeah, you will. And then you'll have to face reality. You know, there's a <laughs> there's a point where you have to, like, it's like you're looking, you're like, oh, I used to be 20. Like, I used to be 21. You're, like, close to that. I used to be 22, 23, 24. But when you hit, like, 31, then I turned 32, it's like you're just faced staring directly at fucking 40, <laughs> which is the age of old people, straight yeah. up. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I thought thirty was old until I graduated college. Yeah, and then I and then became, everybody's the same age. I, I mean, kind of. My office is like everyone's like young. Like the average age is probably like twenty two. Nice. 23. Wow, that sounds like um, a fun place to work. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, sore subject. I mean, <laughs> COVID's had an impact. My bad. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. No, but then, then like I became friends with a co- like you and like a couple other people that are in their thirties. And I actually thought you were all younger when I met you. So. <laughs> hey, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, it man. should be. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I don't live like a normal thirty-year-old. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I'm debating whether I should put the lava lamp on or not while I'm, while we're sitting in my zero-bedroom apartment. So. Right, other thirty-year-olds just make the decision and stick with it if the lava lamp should be on or off. <laughs> <laughs> other thirty-year-olds have like a house, and right. or they're trying to, you know. Yeah. You know, they're like. It's like a tenth of a house. Yeah, it's it's not a house. It's just a place where I where I re, where I recharge like a weird villain sort of. <laughs> this is like your lair. Yeah, but it's like a really sad, expensive lair that costs more than my parents' mortgage. <laughs> Damn, I don't even know what to say. I just I crawl back to it like it's like it's like when you're out walking around the streets in New York and like you see this rat, and the right. rat's out there. It's just you know you know like I've seen a lot of rats that are out there. Now, oh, like they're bold as fuck. Like now. they're out, yeah. yeah. Like they're out with people. They're not hiding. They're anymore. not hiding anymore. No, it's time of the rat now. It's like yeah, it's the rat's day. Yeah. I, I, well, I, and then like you run towards them and they scurry back to their studio apartments. Oh, I see. Like, I that's me. It. I'm the rat. Yeah. I'm like out in the streets now, but I don't belong. I feel like I don't belong. I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go back to. I, this is where I come to just sit and eat the cheese, and then I go, <laughs> I go back out into the streets. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> but there are a lot more. Like people say, like is the city changing? Everybody's always asking because you live here too. Yeah, I, I think it is. What do you think? What do you think is different about it? I mean, you can't do it. Like <laughs> shit. Like you can't do oh, anything besides that. Besides yeah. for not being able to do anything. I mean, every like everything closes mad early. Yeah. Like I'll be walking back at a, like eleven thirty to my apartment. Yeah. Which I never would go home that early, but now everything <laughs> closes at eleven. Go back. You're walking back eleven thirty, and it's dead out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, 
definitely my least favorite part of what's going on. Yeah. It's the fucking the reason I lived here. The reason I moved here from San Francisco, which was a lovely place. Right. Was because everything here was open all the time. Yeah. Until the sun rose. Seeing everything close at like 11. I'm like, what the where the fuck am I right now? Yeah. I don't know why you can't drink on the street after 11. Yeah, or, like, why can't they just keep everything open all night? What's the difference? No, I don't get I mean, it has to do with COVID, but, I mean. Does it? it? I feel like it. I don't know. I feel like it does. Dude, this place is nuts after midnight now. Like. What what place? The the city. Like, all right, we're oh, in the East oh. Village right now, right? Like, talk, uh, talking about COVID. Like, like, disrespecting COVID rules and stuff. Right. If the intention of closing things at 11 is to stop the spread of the virus, because I guess the thinking is probably. Oh, people get loose. They get drunk. They they rip the mess off. They start yeah. making out. You know what I mean? Like right. But I, if I I rode a, a city bike home from the World Trade Center at one thirty in the morning like a few weeks ago, my buddy lives down there, and I left his apartment. There was ten gazillion people outside partying like lunatics, just in the parks and in the streets. No masks. Yeah. So it's not working. So just leave everything open. What's the difference? No, I agree. I mean, maybe that's not the reason. I just assume no, everything has to be the reason. Yeah, okay. Well, well, my friend told me it's because of noise. Like, now that people are out in the streets, neighbors are like, come on, and have people outside screaming and dining until 3 in the morning. I, I mean, there were people screaming when bar, when bars are open until 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah. They go outside and they scream, and then they go back inside. Right. So I don't... I don't that's that's my argument. So we're, we're on the same page yeah. here. All right, so there's nothing I, to do in the city. Yeah, but I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the city that never sleeps, right? right. Supposedly. Right. Supposedly, well, who's going to sleep at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night? <laughs> right. So it's like that's what I'm saying. It's still the city that never sleeps. Yeah. Except now it's like everybody kind of has insomnia or yeah. like like issues. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to stay here in the city. Yeah. Um, you locked in. Are you going to move to the suburbs? I mean, <laughs> that's the only two options. Yeah, I know. According to the news. Uh, is there a third option? Like the country? Uh, apparently the only know. option is living in New York City and never realizing you were in a small apartment until there was a virus and then buying a two-story house in the suburbs with $1.2 million. Those are the two options. Well, I, I definitely <laughs> knew I had a small apartment. <laughs> I just wasn't there as much as right, I am now. Were, right. But no, I'm going to I'm gonna stay here at least until my lease is up in June. Nice. And hopefully like, yeah. like this whole virus comedy. thing will yeah. be behind us by then. Yeah. Like comedy shit. Hopefully it'll be open. Yeah. We could do that stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's, like, the whole half the point of being here for me, I feel like. Same. For me, like, uh, almost probably like 70%, 10 more percent than you. Yeah. Of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the reason that I'm here is to do all that stuff. And it's like, I'm, I got to move out of this apartment, though. Did I tell you that? Uh, you told me you're thinking about it. I don't know if I you decided to. to. Yeah, I have to. Where are you going? I don't know. I'm staying in the city. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stay in the neighborhood if I can. Okay. I'm hoping to get a place that has a bedroom. That's like my dream because like the bedrooms are dope. Yeah. Dude, imagine. Imagine this place, but if their bed wasn't next to the stove, how incredible it would be. That would be cool. Yeah. Like that's the kind of place I've been imagining living in for a long time. When I was a kid, you know, you work real hard, get a real job. One day you, you maybe get a place that has a bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't manage to do it. But I think I can now because the the rent prices are are dying. yeah they're down they're, they're down, down big time now you can bigly bigly yeah, yeah bigly, real bigly yeah well you could you could start to be closer to like a real thirty year old then right with a bedroom with a bedroom yeah. yeah I mean that's that's some real adult shit that is well I mean you have a bedroom though I assume I I do yeah yeah I see so but you have roommates I have yeah I have one roommate oh that's um, not so bad no no it's it, I mean I like it yeah I I work from home he works from his office 
Um, he goes to the work. Oh, he goes to the work. He goes to a place? <laughs> yeah, he goes to an office. Is he a grocery store worker? <laughs> <laughs> no. What does he do? Uh, he works in real estate. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Shit really hits the fan. I, you can't stay in the city. I'm staying here. I'm staying here until I absolutely – so this is my whole thing. You talked about like the, if the world's going to end. My whole thing, my whole position on this is I'm going to be all right. Even, <laughs> even if the rest of the world collapses and right. everybody else – like people die young, I'm gonna be ninety through in this. Even if even if there's no USA, even if the government, even if it's all gone, how how do you and expect- it's anarchy? I'll still I'm still gonna be okay. How how, how you just like believe that or yeah. you have a plan? I have a mixture of a plan and belief. So here's my plan. Well, my plan is to and I've been planning this my whole life, so it's all working perfectly to not get married or have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is part of a grand plan, right? I, people thought I was just lonely or had uh, things. See, fooled you. Tur- <laughs> turns out I had a plan. I didn't want anybody to have to count on me. Okay, like or need me. So okay, so my fr- some of my friends have kids and girlfriends and wives, right. and if they're female, they have boyfriends and and or whatever, right? Anyway, you, you anyway, works. It's all now. good. Yeah, any, yeah. any way you feel, and if if they get the message that's like. Everybody has to run. There's a big wave coming or something. Aliens are back. That's a lot of pressure. You know, they got to. Right. What are they going to do about their furniture? What, what they got to get their kids? They got to get the kid, get in the car, get in the van. Where are we going to go? What about our family? Me? I'm good. You're I'm, good. I'm grabbing my go bag, my duffel bag. That I have in the closet right now as we speak. You have a closet here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the kitchen, but I keep okay. stuff in. I keep stuff in there. And, uh. And in that bag, here's what I'm gonna have in it, or or may already have in the go bag. Right. Clothes, mm-hmm. like sweater. You know, yeah, you gotta know. stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse. I don't want to catch a cold. You know, right. Nobody needs that. No, no. Um, or coronavirus. True. Can you imagine going to work in a couple of years and be like, oh, I can't come in today, man. I got coronavirus. But anyway, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> good tag. Good tag. All right. So there's clothes in there. Um. There's a pack of a carton of cigarettes because I heard that uh, at the end of the world when like shit hits the fan and money has no value anymore. Right. Carton like bogues will be what people trade. Okay. Right. Probably. So it's like, hey man, what you got? You got a cigarette, man? It's like a prison I, economy. A drag. Yeah, it's a prison economy. Yeah. yeah. Um, several thousand dollars cash so I can bribe a toll guy or somebody that's like defending the bridges. I thought cash has no value. It's but I mean inherently. Right. The guy protecting the bridge and tried to stop all the people. From getting out of New York, right? He can be swayed by a few thousand dollars. I think so too. He right? thinks the economy's coming back. Right. Invest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, and then I'm in Jersey. And once I'm in Jersey, I'm good. Yeah, I'm you know on people foot to there. Jersey. Yeah, I know people there. Yeah. My family's there. Right. I yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I I, I could do that. I'll, I guess don't like worry about me. But right. like, if the cell towers are up, just text me. Like we're running to Jersey, and I'm coming with you. All right, meet me here. I'm down. And we'll run, we'll run to Jersey. But I might not stop at Jersey because I told you mine is a lifelong survival. I don't think Jersey – I know people in Jersey think that since they're in Jersey, they'll be safe. You know what I mean? You got the ocean. You got trees. It's beautiful. <laughs> you got mountains if you need yeah. it. You got everything. It's Jersey, baby. No, I mean I could I could stay in Jersey forever. You're one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. You're a true Jersey. Like you, I didn't tell our listeners you're from Jersey. I am from Jersey. I'm yeah. from Jersey too. True. That's why I think we get along so well because we're both like Jersey guys. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, exactly. all right. So you love Jersey more than anything. No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but I, I didn't think I was going to move to the city after college. No, 
No, I like was kind of adamantly against it. You were like, fuck it, I'm moving to Rumson. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I ideally would have liked to live in Jersey, but there's nothing really to do there when you're 24 during the winter. <laughs> right. So. Right. I mean, hey, look. I, I mean, I like the city. Now, I love but, Jersey, too. Yeah. And I think no, I you're right. It is one of the best. Yeah, of course. If you're from Jersey, you have to love Jersey. Yeah. Because nobody else will. So you right. have to. And also, we do, it is like it, it does produce the greatest people, the best people. We have the best people. Um, True. The shore is pretty great. Some parts of it. Yeah. Uh, the northern part is amazing. The urban parts are great. And people there are just the realest. Like, they're the best. Yeah. Some of them suck, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jersey no, people. I fuck with Jersey. <laughs> yeah, Jersey people. Exactly. But uh, but those of us that aren't like those people that we don't like from the infighting, like, we, we're good. We're good Jersey guys. Yeah, I agree. Well, I wrote, I, I, uh, I wrote some bits. You want to hear some? You want to you work on some bits? Yeah, I have my uh, my book here. You got a couple bits. I wrote a joke about the virus. Let's hear it. So, all right. So here, at this point right now, I, I had texted Isaac last night. I was like, let's on the show just try to work out new stand-up bits. So we'll do a couple. I don't know if this is going to be funny. Probably not. But let's try it. Maybe it will be. All right. So here's my joke. I like the coronavirus because now when I bail on people and don't hang out with them, they're like, you're a fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're selfless. Like, uh, you know, it's like. Hey man, like I really wanted to come to your wedding, but I'm not that selfish. Like I'm not gonna get kids sick. Like I yeah, don't feel good. I like and that. People are like, "Thank you for thanking me, everybody." <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's All right, good. You laugh that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll, like I'll add it to the list of uh, maybe keepable jokes. Yeah. What about you? Let's what see. What you got? But here's the thing: still, we still need the crowd because I'm just one guy. But no, I'm gonna laugh. I'm the audience. No, I know. I'm just saying. I can't even read my handwriting. That's all right. Um, Gen Zs don't don't read that much or write. <laughs> All right, so this one might might show my uh, like lack of knowledge about Catholicism in general. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> all right, let's. I'm just gonna talk through this. It's not gonna be like uh, set up punch, but uh, all, right. all right. So there's like a lot of Christians or Catholics that are atheists, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know, but they're probably maybe former Christian Catholics. Well, I mean, like. Yeah. All right, like your your parents are Christian or Catholic, you're raised that way, but now you're like an adult, you don't believe in that shit. Right. Yep. Totally. All right. This uh, I feel like we're gonna have to cut this out. No, um, let's just try it. All right. So I I think like it's that's not very surprising, mm-hmm. right? Like growing up, like your parents tell you about the Easter Bunny. Right. They tell you about Santa Claus. Yeah. So like Jesus has to be fake too. <laughs> like every every part of the religion that they're telling you is fake. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty funny. I've heard that before. Have you? <laughs> Damn. Who said that? I don't know, but I've heard it. Fuck. Of yeah. But hey, good, I hate that. That's good thinking, though. Damn. Uh, I got a... Oh, okay. If they want to make people not get sick from the coronavirus... I have a lot of coronavirus jokes. Yeah, I could tell. If they want to make people... <laughs> There's nothing else to think about. Yeah. If they want to make people not get sick from the virus, have they even tried like putting these White House people and stuff at an outdoor dining spot in New York City? Because that's where you're immune. Wait, like, one more. Th- all right. So the Start joke, over, the joke is over. like, all right, like, you know, they're lo- everybody's looking for like a cure or a way to prevent the virus. Right. Like a vaccine. Right. Right. And like now all these White House staffers have it. What's going to happen to them? Right. We've got Trump on Regeneron or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have they tried just putting them at a patio bar at a tapas restaurant in New York City where you're completely immune once you sit down? 
Nah, it needs a little yeah, better something delivery. else, something else. Because when, right. when you sit down at the table, you go. No, I get it. I get I'm it. I'm completely yeah. immune from the virus. Right. Now, now, fuck that joke. I'm scrapping that. No, joke. I think I think it. I think it's something there. I just. Uh, I don't know. All right, what do you got? You got another one? <laughs> You're just gonna try and shit on it now because I didn't like that one. No, here you got, dude. Like, let's see. I want you to I want you to top that Easter Bunny joke. Let's go. All right, this is like my Jerry Seinfeld joke. Okay. Nice. Uh, I, I won't do the voice. I'll I'll leave that to you. But like, mm-hmm. what's the what's the deal with like senior discounts, man? <laughs> <laughs> like these old motherfuckers work their whole life. Yeah. They're supposed to be saving, right? And you're giving them ten percent <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking twenty four years old. I don't have any fucking money. I just I'm the one that should be getting. The oh, discount. you should get a young person. Yeah, discount. the young person discount. Yeah. Like I'll be a <laughs> lifelong customer. You could say I uh, I should get the uh you know slave to the wrong side of capitalism uh discount. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but that, that's this is why I need like the actual audience. I mean, yeah, because like you've been doing stand up for way longer than me, so you kind of already like. I mean, you're way better at writing jokes. Oh, thanks, man. That's nice. Of you yeah, to say. that's not true though. I mean, you're you, pretty good at writing jokes. You help me out a lot oh, for thanks, sure. Man. But I love you, dude. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just saying, like, I need the audience so I could hear what the wording no, should be totally, and the I delivery. You know all that. I, I totally understand. Oh, this was just my living will. I need a... Uh, Is that real? Yeah. You put it on the notes section of your iPhone? <laughs> yeah, it's next to my stand-up jokes. Is that legally binding? What? Is that legally binding? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was going to email it to my friend Jerry and be like, yo, if I die during the virus, like this is my last will and testament. Word. You want me to read it to you? I would like to hear it. It's not funny, really. All right, but let me, let me see. All right. Uh, right, right. It's right underneath the the anti-Semitism joke note that I wrote. There's a joke above it about it says anti-Semitism in my own house, and then underneath it is my living will. Oh, you told me that joke. That's a funny joke. All right, yeah, that joke is um. I grew up and my dad was Jewish, and my mom was Catholic and Italian, and we used to eat Sunday gravy because my mom made spaghetti and meatballs, and we would all my mom used to sap it up you know like like that's what she called it like you take the bread you dip it in the sauce right but my dad was jewish so he never did that he was the only one at the table he would butter the bread with with, with you know with butter and my mom used to go look how he butters his roll like a jew <laughs> <laughs> i like that one true story but anyway yeah so i want my service to be simple <laughs> uh i want i wrote no christian or jewish bullshit no bible readings <laughs> Uh, last reading should be from the final paragraph of Harry Potter, book seven. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want your funeral? That's what I wrote. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, oh, a big picture of psychedelic imagery right next to my casket. <laughs> That's what I wrote. And I know I wrote in here the breakdown of who gets what. All my amazing riches here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want the, the lava lamp. All right. You can have it, but it's broken. <laughs> I'll get it fixed. <laughs> Yeah, take it to your repair guy, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was all. I, I don't have the fucking actual list of people. I must have deleted it. And then underneath that, it's just worst part of having your girlfriend is having to feed them when they're starving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. I remember what I meant by that yeah. exactly. I have so many notes like that where it's just like. Uh, like a sentence I'll text myself that at the time I think is hysterical. Yeah. I'll look at it like a day or two later. I have no idea what the hell I was thinking. Me too. I wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and write something down yeah, and then I'll be like, I don't even know what this meant. Yeah. But it was so funny. It, w- it was so funny. And in that moment. That's yeah. why you can't remember it. I know. Uh, the That joke, I was like, and it's like, you know, it's hard. It's tough with these types of jokes. Cause I don't want to go on stage and be like a chauvinistic pig. 
So it's and it's hard to, da- to balance that line in 2022. The joke was like, if you ever had, and maybe it's not relatable to her, but it's like if you have a girlfriend and like they show up at your apartment and they're starving because right. they're gonna eat like like, and, but you're supposed to go out for dinner in like three hours. Right. But I'm like a, you know, I'm good. I don't need to to eat a snack. Right. Like I'm, I, you know, I, I can <laughs> eat like a big. Adult. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I, they'll be like, I'm fucking hungry. Like, like all I ate was grapes today. <laughs> and I'll be like, why? Why'd you only eat grapes? I ate several giant meals today. Like, so I would be ready for our dinner at nine o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's like the best joke, but I, <laughs> but it's just a note, but I don't think that's like any line that you crossed. And also I think when you're telling a joke, the audience should realize that it's a joke. Right. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. You want to go there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you have to go there. Well, yeah. If you're trying to, uh, especially where we do it, everyone Everyone knows it's a joke. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I wrote this very anti-Jesus joke to keep on theme. I, I didn't even remember I wrote this one. This is an old one. Yeah, let's hear it. I said, I'm not – okay. Like, people say that they – call. like, I heard people calling uh, Jews Jesus killers. That was in the news a couple weeks ago. Like, somebody right. called a, a Jew a Jesus killer. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I'm not – if I'm Jewish, like, I'm not a Jesus killer – but I definitely, if I was alive during that time, wouldn't have intervened with Jesus. You're right. <laughs> like, I would not have stopped it. I wrote, if I was alive in 1200 BC and the Romans were like, anybody got a problem? We're going to crucify this guy and everybody. And he's yelling, I'm the son of God. I'm coming back. I'm going to judge everybody. I'll be like, I don't want anything to do with what's, what's going on over yeah. there. Uh, I would treat it the way I treat people on the subway that I know are about to ask me for money. I look at the ground. I put my headphones in. I just wait till they go away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. When I laugh at my own joke, that's how you know it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Ginsburg, you did it again with the gold. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Well, I told you um, the one the one premise I ever said to my roommate that he laughed at. I yeah. told it to you the other day. It's like my girl just broke up with me. Right. It's the best part of the relationship. <laughs> Because the whole time she'll just be like, oh, you only care about yourself. You're an asshole. Like, you're inconsiderate. All this bullshit. Yeah. And when she's breaking up, it's like, oh, you're such a great guy. <laughs> like, I couldn't. You know, it's just not going to work out here. So, I mean, I always look forward to that part of the relationship. <laughs> it's your favorite part of the relationship. Yeah, just get a little praise on the way out. That's mad funny. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's a very good joke. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all, literally the only thing my roommates ever laughed at. So, that's why I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think it's a good one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, you hear all that noise outside? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting... So, that's what I was saying earlier. It's getting San Francisco, San Francisco-y here. Right. But until it gets too cold out. Which is, like, going to be in two weeks. I know. I That's, like, I, I don't know it's going to be good then. I guess... I've, I have no We're idea. Done. Yeah. That's why I got to move. But you're staying... Oh, you to a bigger place. To a bigger place. Yeah. But I also have to move because of the um, the trash situation trash yeah so for the past seven months i've been at war with the management company because they won't take out the trash i haven't told you about this no i didn't hear this you want to hear about it yeah what do they do with the garbage yeah so that's all right so that's the thing like it started with like i would go down there so in this building the the basement is it's just a basement that's in a building but it's the trash room right and i don't want people listening to think i live in some slum it's not it's you see it's a nice apartment it's not a apartment it's just a little small yeah Yeah. it just is the smallest apartment in new york but so the everybody in this building just throws throws the trash in the basement, and I noticed that like weeks would go by and nobody would be taking it out. So you start to notice that there's like bags building up, and then you notice like I'd start to see flies everywhere, and then sure enough, you'd start to see like roaches and then mice crawling all over right. it. 
And I was like, this is the worst. Like, every time I go throw out the garbage, I put my mask on because I'm going into a land of roach and mice. Like, not because of the virus. Absolutely. And so I started calling the management company and calling the – it's all because of the super mic. And I'm like, yo, Mike's not taking out the trash. So every time I call the um, the management company, they're like, what's the problem, manager? I'm like, Mike's not taking out the trash. Like, there's, they're like, that's impossible. He told me he did it last. I was like, Mike's, well, Mike's lying. To you. <laughs> like, Mike is the problem here, you know? Right. So I was taking pictures of it, like sending them pictures of all the, and then my cat started catching roaches. In my apartment. In your apartment? Yeah. Which Jeez. is pretty clean in here. And I, and I, before COVID, I never ate here ever. Right. Never. Yeah. Zero meals. But. Since COVID, I cook now, but like regardless, I started seeing like like she so when she catches a roach, it's like at three in the morning. I'll hear her going, like making the worst <laughs> sound. I'm like, oh no, yeah. And then I get up, and she doesn't kill the roaches. She just torches them a little bit, and then puts it in her mouth and brings it over to me to finish the job. But I'm not gonna squash a roach or anything because I heard you're not supposed to. So I grab Windex and just start blasting these motherfuckers. Does Windex kill roaches? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually. But the ro- roaches eat it up. They're like, ah, oh, give me more of the Windex. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, New York City, baby. Like, that's the, that's the good shit. So I'm blasting these things with, ro- with Windex, and then, but my cat still tries to eat them. So now she's trying to get, like, a, ro- a Windexy roach in her mouth. Right. Whole problem. And then when I started seeing the mice down there, I was like, this is, disg- this is one step removed from a rat. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and then one day she caught a little baby mouse up here, on the fifth fucking floor. Yeah, that's too high. So I was like, "What are the apartments down below?" Because could because of the of the infestation of garbage. So have they still not taken the garbage? They take it out. Like when I I'm getting upset even thinking about it. Like when I call this guy Joey, he calls Mike and like screams at him. Then Mike <laughs> comes and takes out the trash. But like, the only way the trash gets taken out of this building is if you is call. if I scream at this guy Joey and beg him to take out the trash. What's the rest of the building doing? Well, that's a great question, Isaac. So for a while I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Nobody else cares. <laughs> so I started knocking on doors. Well, first I made a flyer, which was hashtag take out the trash. Which was, Are you serious? Yeah, which was my building. Like, it was a grassroots broad coalition to get Joey from the fucking management company to take out the trash. Right. Right. So I made hashtag take out the trash. I wrote, like, a, like the things where you could peel and, like, get your name and get my email <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And people started emailing me. And it turns out that they were uh, old people. They're, they're all rent controlled here. Right. So, okay, they're paying $200 a month to live in, like, this great neighborhood in New York City. The management company doesn't give a fuck. Nobody cares about that. What are they going to do, move out? Yeah. Right? No. But, then, but then they got me now. Like, okay, I'm paying, like, a higher margin than them. So I'm like, take out the – so they, so we started working together. I, if, if I noticed the trash situation, I would blast out to all of them. Like, everybody bombard Joey, tell him to take out the trash. <laughs> um, and it all coalesced with, like, you know, you see my speakers here. They are very nice speakers. They are. Thank you. Yeah. They <laughs> – they're, they're, parts of them are very hard to find. Like, like the subwoofers in these speakers are over 40 years old, right? Right, yeah. Because I like vintage shit. I'm not saying that to brag. I am a little bit. But, like, the main reason I'm saying that is because, like, so this guy Joey sends over this exterminator. And this guy shows up in here yep. tr- holding a spear of which the spear roaches with and trips and impales this, the spear directly through my subwoofer. Time, which is irreplaceable. Time to move out. Yeah, time to move out. <laughs> and what am I going to say to him? The guy's here sticking roaches. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'll have your job for this. You know, I just said nothing. I was like, if only you knew how much this upsets me. That's what I was thinking in my head. Right. And then I was like, I'm getting out of here. So yeah. I sent them um, this letter. I'll read it to you. Let's hear it. This is the end of it. I, I just sent this letter today. So there was like a dispute about the rent this month. I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> no, no, no. They sent me a bill this month for double the rent. 
like double. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and that's because this guy Mike, the super, didn't drop off the invoices. So they do it super old school here, where they drop off the invoices, right. and then when you get the invoice, I write a physical check and mail it to them. But the guy didn't drop it off till like the end of the month last month. I've so never they, written a physical check in my whole life. <laughs> I've only written them for for rent. That's it. Okay. I mail these people. I literally mail these people a check. Right. And this guy Joey took too long, so they sent me a double amount. I guess maybe they didn't get it in time. Right. And I so I, I started the letter by just being like, "Yeah, my rent should not be considered late. I paid the rent. It was delivered to me as uh, it was delivered to me late as always with Mike. Uh, <laughs> you know. The, so okay. So I have also included in this document my articulation, my intention to decline the renewal of this lease. I just want to service this feedback to whoever's interested. In the reason I'm moving out of this building is because of the super Mike. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> Who relentlessly failed to take out the trash in this building regularly. I have this well documented through pictures of trash piled high to the ceiling <laughs> and corresponds with other tenants. I had to call and beg the building managers and crowdsource my neighbors to do the same in order to get someone to take out the trash each week. Only after the garbage was piled up the ceiling and covered with roaches and mice in the basement for a six week period. I've been catching roaches and once a mouse in my fifth floor, my fifth floor spotless apartment at least once a week for the last 10 months. I can't do it anymore. I just want to note, though. That Joey is awesome. He's helped me as much as he possibly can. He responds quickly. He sends exterminators. Seems genuinely outraged at Mike. Begs Mike <laughs> to take out the trash. But it's not enough. The vermin situation in this building can never be rectified. And I don't have it in me to keep calling and begging people to get Mike to take out the trash. It's not cheap to live here. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I feel sorry for my neighbors who are old and they're forgotten about by Mike. And that said, I'm willing to work with you to help me find another place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you still want to live in a building that they manage. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I know that I could have to pay a fee, so I could do like a transfer. <laughs> but it's like, if it wasn't for Joey and his dedication to seeing the trash movement go through and take it out, I would not even consider this. That's how I ended it. All right. I mean, that's a that's a great email. Thank you. I just feel bad for your elderly neighbors once you move out. That's why I had to be the hero that, yeah. that they needed. Now you're, you're going to be the villain. You're not I'm, unless, I'm unless be... you're going to come back and check in on the garbage situation for them. I'm not. You should. It'll be it'll just be a moment in time. Your neighbor saved you from the coronavirus. That's true. And you're not going to repay him with this? I wouldn't say he saved me from the coronavirus. He was he a warned you deranged early. maniac. He did warn me in January <laughs> that it was coming. And I made fun of him and laughed at him on my old podcast. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the basically, just so our viewers know, in January, my neighbor told me that there was a virus coming and uh, that it was going to like decimate the world and, and ruin the economy. And I thought it was so funny. And I told everybody about it. Now I know how Trump felt when he heard in January. I was like, give me a fucking break. So I, uh, that happened, and then I didn't see that guy for like seven months. But he was right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't really think about that. All right. What do you think about what's on, what's been on your mind lately? Honestly, just trying to hit an open mic th next week. Yeah. That's that's really it, and hopefully we're gonna go next get week. Go. Yeah, we have to go next week. Yep. Honestly, it's all I've been thinking about. Really? No, but like mostly. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we haven't done it in, what, six, seven months? Yeah. Got to get back out there. Do you think that this is funny? I have a joke. Okay. All right. So when I was – I can't tell if this is funny. Or, so sometimes, especially like Buddha Mike, which is where we're going to go. Right. I can't tell if what I'm saying is funny or sad. People's reaction will be like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. All right. So when I was a kid, so I may have accidentally killed my grandma because, <laughs> because listen, <laughs> I didn't want to, but – Basically, like, she had, like, big-time diabetes, you know, like, nice. wheelchair, can't walk, right. can't stop eating sugar, you know. <laughs> it was the 90s, you know, like, those old people that were like, I can't change. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I can't, I don't see a reason to stop <laughs> eating sugar, you know. She was that kind of diabetic. And 
my mom used to drop me off there so that she could go to work. Okay. And then I would be babysat by my grandma. My grandfather used to go to work too. He still had a job when I was like really young. Okay. And as soon as my mom would get in the car and drive away down the street, my grandma would go, all right. <laughs> She'd be like, <laughs> give me money. And she'd be like, and I'd be like a nine-year-old kid, you know? Yeah. Like, I want you to go to the store and get me a box of Entenmann's donuts. No. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I sw- I'm not even making this up. No, I believe it. And she was like, I want the 12, the chocolate, the classic chocolate, like devil's cake. You know, like the, yeah. the really good ones. Those and I was like, Grandma, like, you have diabetes. Like, Mom said you're going to die. Because she did. You said, like, don't give Grandma sugar or she'll die. You know? <laughs> so I used to say, uh, Grandma, like, you know, you're going to die if I go get you that. And she would go, have you ever considered... That I want to die. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to live. If I can't have donuts, don't you get it? She said that. She, she did say that. This is all a true story. <laughs> so then I would go to the store, purchase these donuts, and give them to her. You're a good grandson. I, exactly. But then when she died of diabetes like a few years later, I was always kind of like, did that have some uh, contribute? Must have contributed somehow. But she asked me for it. So it's like. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there, there must have been other people giving her donuts, no, too. I mean, You weren't yeah. the only person. Everyone was lying about it. Everyone no, was everybody was like, that was the generation of like, just give me a little taste. Like, I, I, you know, and then I, then that's it. Then she eats the whole dozen. And then they eat, but everybody's doing it. It's like, yeah. I got this for grandma. She shouldn't have it, but, right, but fuck her. You know, like, she won't <laughs> shut up about it. So fuck her, let her die. I, I, I like that joke. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Thanks, man. Sorry about your grandma, though. No, hey, you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> right. You know, I'm 32. Yeah, yeah. She's been dead for a long time. She's probably reincarnated already and grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever brought charges against you for that? Not that I know of. All right. They uh, should have. No. Nah. Well, I was just a little kid. I was just following orders, man. I didn't know any better. I don't. I, I think Nuremberg said that wasn't a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Jews. <laughs> you Sephardic Jews in your references. Uh,. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I've been kind of thinking about lately, like my family. And- well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isaac. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, uh, no, I don't think so. Um. I, I think we covered all the important topics all today. Right. Well, I want to thank you for being my first pilot guest on the Guys in the City episode. Of, <laughs> of the, that's what I'm calling this. Okay, I like yeah, that. Yeah, Guys in the City episode of the Real People Podcast. Nice. I hope you enjoyed this experience. Yeah, it was cool. All right, I'll send you a copy. Sounds good. Thanks right, for having me. See you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, I'd like to thank my guest, Isaac Gartenberg. He'll be back again. Hope you enjoyed the Folks in the City episode. See you next week. Thanks again. Oh, and stay safe and healthy and stuff.